Glow episode 29, and guess what? We are still celebrating Spocktober, and I've got another special guest here at Afterglow HQ. So let's check out Captain Catherine Janeway of the Starship Voyager. Of course, I'd be on Afterglow to celebrate Spocktober. And on today's episode, we're going to be checking out my memories of Star Trek Elite Force, which is a, a PC game that came out back in 2003. Now, there are some uh, low-ranking ensigns out there who think that this is a little weird because this game was indeed based off of the Quake 3 engine, and it definitely shows it. So a little weird. Mr. Kim, we're Starfleet officers. Weird is part of the job. But honestly, I feel like uh, everything really fit together well. I'm the uh, Quake 3 engine really did a good job of showing off like the Borg cubes and uh, just the alien look of a lot of the ships. And uh, there, there's some cool stuff with Voyager too, but um, overall I think it did a really good job in something that uh, wouldn't be replicated for a while in a lot of Star Trek games to give you that feel of being in... Star Trek, although there's some kind of wonkiness with the weapons, in my opinion, because uh, it's a lot of weapons that you don't see in Star Trek, period. Star Trek, for weapons, you see mostly, like, you know, phasers, and this game has all sorts of weird weapons that we'll be going into after the music cut. So what do you say, Janeway? Are you uh, ready to take a music cut and dive into Elite Force? Battle stations. I couldn't have said it better myself, Captain. All right, let's go.
All right. So at this point in time, I was a huge fan of all the Star Trek PC games that were coming out through uh, Activision. Uh, Activision, during this period, had the license, and they were pushing out just some really good quality games that we um, hadn't seen in the past. Now, the previous license holder, I can't think of the name right now, they had some good stuff too, but Activision just, they took the bull by the horns, and it was awesome. Now, um, at the time, fairly recently, uh, I want to say maybe two years previously, Quake 3 had come out, and that game was a graphical tour de force, but unlike Quake 1 and 2, um, it was pretty well multiplayer only for the most part. You could play with bots, but it was definitely arena shooter only. Whereas this game used that same engine, but to tell a uh, Star Trek story. And of course, me being a huge PC gamer at the time, and a huge fan of Star Trek, this game was right up my alley. And even the box art to me looks really cool, because you have the, uh, the box is really basic, but you have the Star Trek insignia badge, but it had like the yellow and black hazard tape on it. It was kind of like a cool eye-catching design, because it's something that we hadn't really seen a lot of before, right? So, got the game and installed it, and, uh, the game pulls no punches. You start off immediately in a Borg cube trying to fight your way out. Now, if you're not a big Star Trek guy, the Borg are probably, like, the biggest villain that they've ever had, and they are just completely ruthless. But uh, you start out in a board cube trying to uh, work your way out, and you eventually actually kind of fail the mission. But, hey, you're actually on Voyager. It's a holodeck training program. So a really cool way to, like, kickstart a high-end action game. But uh, at, at the same time, kind of holding your hand in a way. Uh, speaking of which, Voyager looks beautiful for the time in this game and it was really cool to actually be able to like go look around on the starship and check stuff out which is something that we'll actually talk more of a little bit later but eventually something happens uh, voyager is uh more or less pushed into this region of space that pulls energy from all ships where they can't generate enough energy to like, you know, move themselves out of that area, or even for basic operations. Which, um, to a degree, the uh, story of this game really mirrors a copy of um, an episode of Voyager called The Void, which came out a couple years before uh, this game did. So, kind of interesting. They kind of scooped a good chunk of the story from this. But, uh, again... No harm, no foul. It was a really cool story in the TV show, and it was nice to have another kind of darker version of it here in this game. But um, one of the stages that really stand out to me in this game was the scavenger base. The scavenger base was so cool because it took old versions of um, older ships that we saw in the TV show and melded them together in this like really um, slipshod... Uh, Starbase that was put together from all these uh, ship hulks. So you get to see like an old Klingon ship, which you actually manage to uh, check out the bridge of it at one point, which is cool. But the the big star of this level are the uh, sections that are straight out of uh, original series Constitution class ship with all the bright colors and 
it's all like really run down so your bright colors are all like they're not fully faded in a way but you can tell that time has not been good to this ship it was such a cool effect though and easily in my opinion one of the more unique parts of the game and immediately after that, you really do have to go in the board cube. <laughs> so this time you actually are successful in your mission to a board cube. It was uh, really cool to have that come back. Although it is an excuse to reuse the level assets he used from the first mission. But, I mean, I'm not going to complain because it is a wild looking setup to begin with. And they did it really well. Uh, the only thing I kind of disagree with is the... Uh, the whole phaser thing. Like, in the uh, TV show, you can only get a few shots off with your phasers before the Borg are, like, immune to them. Well, in this game, there is an officer on your ship named Seven who has come up with, like, an infinity thing to where your phaser will always work on the Borg. Kind of get that's where they sort of had to do it for the game purposes, but uh, I think it would have been really cool to have a section where your phasers don't work and all you can do is run. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't really see that. But uh, at the end of the game, uh, you go to this mission called The Forge. And this is really where the uh, Quake engine, you start to see through it and it looks a lot like Quake. Like, this level could easily be ripped out and put into Quake 2 or Quake 3, and it would be at home. Especially the final boss. Without giving anything away, this final boss doesn't really look like a Star Trek alien. It looks like something out of Quake. But it's still a fun boss fight. Now, the thing I wanted to come back to earlier... Uh, there was DLC for this game that actually let you explore Voyager... Uh, and it was a really cool DLC package. The other thing that the DLC package did, if I remember right, is that the original version, all of the actors were in the uh, game as voiceovers, except for Seven. They had a different actress uh, handle her role, but I believe with the DLC, they re-recorded those lines with the original actress. But uh, it's fun to be able to kind of like explore the ship, check out engineering, check out the main bridge... Uh, set auto-destruct and cause the entire ship to go in a horrible pan. I would never do that, though. I mean, who would go on a ship and activate the self-destruct with no reason? Certainly not me. Uh, no, I would never do that. <laughs> Except when I would. Anyway, uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up was that... Um, the big tell that this game ran in the Quake engine were the weapons. Because, again, there's some weird weapons. The phasers kind of make sense. The phaser and the phaser rifle, you kind of see those in the show. And, but then Seven has what's called an I-Mod, which is called an Infinity Modulator, which fires off random shots so the board can't adapt, which, come on, man. <laughs> we never saw that. Um, other weapons, you get a scavenger rifle. If you remember the uh, scavenger base I told you about, you find this weapon there, which is kind of cool. Uh, there's a stasis weapon, which uh, it fires it's a scattering shot too, which is cool. Then you get a grenade launcher. Well, that, that, that's a unique thing. Um, you get a Tetrion Pulse Disruptor, which this is kind of a gimme because it was created by the Hydrogen, and I can kind of see it. 
Then you get a photon burst, a weapon that fires a miniature photon torpedo. Um, so you're now carrying a weapon that fires an antimatter warhead. I kind of call shenanigans in that one. And then finally you get the arc welder, which uh, is used for welding metal together. And it was pretty... Pretty unique, but often you'd go back to that photon torpedo weapon if you wanted to fire off that big damage. Uh, other than that, it's a pretty unique storyline where uh, Janeway forms what's called the Hazard Team, which is a group of crew that are specifically trained to go into extremely hazardous situations. Ironically, they're all pretty well red shirts. Uh, and outside of this game and the sequel, which is actually... Uh, I believe the sequel takes place on the Sovereign-class Enterprise-E. We don't see the Hazard Team again in any of the TV shows or anything, which is a shame because it was really a cool idea. But, I mean, I get how the games can't be canon. Totally understand that. Um, I played the PC version of this game. However, it also came out in the PlayStation 2. So if you're looking for a copy, uh, you can either go on Good Old Games and grab a PC copy from there. I believe it's like 10 bucks or something. Or uh, if you're more of a console player, you can go get the uh, PlayStation 2 version. I think the only system it came out for was PlayStation 2. I couldn't find an Xbox or GameCube version. Uh, that being said... The game's a blast. If you're a fan of Quake, uh, or if you're a fan of first-person shooters, I highly recommend this one. And of course, if you're a fan of Trek, and it's Spocktober, you better be a fan of Trek. Even if you're not normally a fan of Trek, it's Spocktober. Celebrate. But anyway, uh, look, look up this game. It's really a unique, fun game that I think uh, is a blast, and I think that anyone who enjoys any kind of uh, first-person shooter, Quake-style shooter, or just a basic Star Trek fan, will enjoy. So we're going a little long with this one. We're going to cut to the music outro. Again, thank you for listening to Afterglow, and I'll see you soon for more Spocktober, baby! <laughs>
Live long and prosper.